You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. In a really good word within that and it's tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not tension between maybe players and coaching staff is not the only tension no? that this Bucks team is feeling getting into some of our treasured takeaways as we talk about the game that was the win that was Casey Leonard Fournette has made some comments oh. about how he feels about the running back room and the running back situation. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the running back situation? Do you agree with Mr. Fournette on where he thinks things are going awry? I think I think Lenny is just one of those hard-nosed guys that feels like he's not earning his money or creating an opportunity to earn more money if he's not the main guy on the field. And he got spoiled a little bit. Something to keep in mind, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. He got spoiled when he was, you know, Jacksonville's not only main running back, lead running back, um, but he was their lead guy that paved the way for them to win the games that they won and finally make it to playoffs after years of, you know, not finding success and making it out of the regular season into the postseason. So I think between the spoiling of the early parts of his career where he was so heavily relied on, and that was his role. That was his team. It was it was Leonard's way or the highway with Jacksonville. Then he comes to Tampa Bay, and they Bruce Arians didn't throw him in and turn him into the workhorse that he was in Jacksonville. No, he just came in every once in a while. Mind you, he didn't become playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, any of these things until the end of the first season that he was with the Bucks. Then last year, he starts getting a few extra nicknames midway through the season towards the end there. And then heading into training camp was, you know, even more fun with the nicknames because now there was an expectation. I think he's struggling with some humility here. And Mm -hmm. I've heard it since training camp. I thought it was a joke at first, but now it's really resonating with me that the tension's kind of always been there. Rashad White comes in and says he's coming for that that, that RB1 position. And that's cute. That's that's cool to hear a rookie say. We all thought it was a very mature, you know, hungry, determined statement. Leonard didn't find it so funny. Leonard wanted to humble him in other ways um, that has been cryptically spoken of. So I think Lenny's being challenged with the fact that he thought that this was just solely going to be his role coming off of weeks one, two, and three, where, you know, he had important performances for this team, helped them cross that finish line into the W column to now where I think the highest performance he's had in weeks has been like 46, 49 yards. And then this week alone was 19 yards, but he's frustrated because Rashad white got to go in on a play that he wanted to go in on 
And I don't, and if you're going to be that player that insists that you go in on a certain down on a certain play, knowing that your team is having the struggles that it's having, then you're not grasping the big picture. And that's tough for me to say about Lenny. Well, this is also tough to say, but I, but I think at the end of the day, it's kind of a selfish decision. It is absolutely Um, selfish. You know, it's, it's putting yourself over the team and elevating what you want to do. But we have, Mm -hmm. and like, frankly, and (laughs) like, we haven't seen the output as the same. And I'm not saying that's all on Leonard Fournette, but -hmm. it has not been the same output. And so to elevate yourself and think of yourself as being in this position where you're the only guy that can get things done when really historically this season, you haven't gotten things done for the team, not in, not rushing at least, you know, Mm -hmm. he's, he's shown up in the receiving column from time to time and has done a good job. And again, I'm not saying this is all on him, but to, to call yourself the guy, I don't know if you can say that. I don't know if you can say that right now because you're not like, look at the stats. You're not the guy right now. And I think you said something very important with the, the selfishness of it, because you and I have talked about this at least the past two weeks for sure, is that it's one thing if you're competing with a running back that's identical to you, same style, same pace, same strength, same, you know, the column goes on and on. You're talking about a running back that's a completely different style and structured running oh, back yeah. than you are. So the competition, there should be no competition there where you feel yeah. like it's your down or it's no one's down. No, Bobby Wagner had your number the entire game, which means you can't make progress for this team, whether you like it or not. Did he have some shining moments? Yes. He had a great reception, but like you mentioned, Kaylee, some of those receiving yards have been more beneficial than the rushing yards. On top of that, not every play needs lower shoulder Lenny or Mack truck Lenny. They're also trying to preserve your body because we still have a half of a chunk of a season to go and by a miracle if this team makes it into playoffs and then some. So yeah. it's really selfish to not realize that not only does Rashad White need the repetition, um, he needs the NFL time on the field during the game, but he's also a different style of running back that can get certain things done that you cannot and you have to swallow that pill and you have to accept that for the, not only for you and your mental health, but for the better of the team. So Rashad white being able to punch certain gaps better than you, or he has quicker feet than you do. I mean, there was two plays on Sunday where I really was looking at Leonard and I was like, Oh my gosh, it feels like he's running in slow motion and it's yeah. not his fault. It was just, it was the play that was being called. It was the defense he was going against. It was the players that had his number and it wasn't, all on him yet there was a better option in that moment and that option is Rashad White and they would have never dressed out Keyshawn Vaughn if a different style running back wasn't an important thing to evaluate in order to move forward so I think Lenny has got to get over himself I'm I'm disappointed because you finally get a contract you know you're going to be here for three years I was hoping to see not only a different level of confidence but a different level of security mm-hmm. versus selfishness and we're just seeing selfishness over security yeah. Well, and, and then you're not going to be the guy. I mean, if you're not going to, if, if you can't put the team holistically in the best place to win and mm-hmm. you're fighting for, for yards over fighting for, you know, like you're fighting for playing time versus fighting for the team to win. Like that's just, uh, that's just not gonna, it's not gonna look good. Yeah. Um, 
And it looks worse too, because the team hasn't been winning either. I think this would also be slightly a different conversation conversation if the team's been winning, but for them to be losing the way that they have, it's gotta be like all cards on the table. Whoever can get the job done. Let's just get it done. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's an entirely different conversation. If the team has had a more successful season, that's why it is selfish is because the team hasn't had a successful season. And mm-hmm. part of the problem is the run game. And I'm not saying that part of the problem is specifically Leonard Fournette, but it is the run game. And he's yeah. a big part of that. And so they have to figure out and adjust. And Todd Bowles said, hey, we're not going to – we're going to reevaluate everything. We're going to look at everything. And you know that that has to be okay because if you yeah. really want this team to win, then you do have to just swallow your pride and move forward. Um but along those lines, Casey, we have seen some young guys do that, do just that, move forward, take steps forward, and we have seen them being utilized in ways that you and I have been calling for since, I don't know, training camp. Yep. Um, Kate Otten and Co. Keeft, I think that maybe they finally have earned some trust, not just from – the players around them and the coaching mm-hmm. staff, the fan base. I think people are finally believing in what you and I have been saying since day one, All which is time. trust the tight end. <laughs> Get them in there. And give it up for Co'Keefe mm-hmm. and utilize them more. They finally are being utilized. Do you think that this is going to continue or do you think that it was just desperate moment, desperate situation, and they went to Kate Otten and Coquifed a little bit more? Or do you think that they're they're recognizing that this is something that needs to continue moving forward? I think, and I'm I I'm either so much hope behind this statement, but I do actually finally think that they're realizing, all right, we've got to get these guys more involved. Um in a couple ways because Coquifed did have a drop in the game. Both of these guys did, but Coquifed did have a drop in the game but they still went back to him and the receptions that he's had, he's had an average of like 13 yards for his receptions. So it's not these, you know, one, five, 10 yard plays they are typically like, I think one of them was like 16, 18. So he's showing that he can do it. And I think he does it better when the offense is in some sort of rhythm rather than like that panicked all or nothing moment. He probably still hasn't gotten there yet. Again, this is a rookie in the league, but that's for Keith. For Kate Otten, getting in the end zone says everything this team needed to know. And it was that back to, you know, it was passing to him after the drop. It was establishing that trust. And that trust meant more than anything because that trust was not only the game running trust, but that trust finally got this team into the end zone. Something that they've been struggling to do all season long, which is insane. So I think that they finally made their case. I think that that case is going to withhold stand a little stronger it because the win they finally got a win i think that when for some reason i i find a lot of their their processing so far this season very strange but for some reason when they lose and there's things that are very obvious on the field i feel like they can create excuses and crutches as to why they're not going to completely just pivot or try something different or stick with something different whereas now they did a few different things. They still had a bit of a messy game. Well, not a bit. They had, you know, such an emotional roller coaster of a game. 
pulled off a W and I think that they can more confidently lean into the fact that, okay, we do need to get Coquif more involved because it was on this down that he made that catch for more than 10 yards and it helped. Oh yeah. Uh, Kate Otten is your tight end one for sure, because he helps give us some plays over the middle of the field. Like we've been saying for weeks now. Oh, mm -hmm. he also knows how to find the end zone kind of like that tight end that used to find the end zone or help us have any sort of movement in the red zone, Rob Gronkowski, and look at the kid doing it. So now they don't have any crutches or excuses to lean on, and they definitely can't blame any losses on, on these younger guys. So it's time. It's They've time. done enough. And at this point, it's not even about proving themselves with the two receptions that they get, you know, every game, um, co-keep's been targeted 13 times over the season that needs to ramp up. He's had two receptions in almost each game uh, that needs to go up. So I think now at this point, it's going to be those game reps that are more important than continuing to play this whole trust ball game. They've showed you enough. Now they need more to show you more. And I believe I feel strongly that going up against the team that they're going to face in Germany, the Seahawks is another great opportunity to get young guys involved, get them those reps and allow them to grow and figure out their identity at this level. Seahawks have a garbage ish defense. Their strongest, their strongest point is, is their offense. Um, and their defense almost lets up equal amount of points as their formidable offense. So with, with that in mind, a huge, huge stage to give Kokeev more than two or three targets. To give Kate Otten more than two or three targets. To use Rashad White on the right downs. Rashad White on the right downs. What a fun little sentence to say. Uh, to use him on the right downs and get these younger guys more involved and stick to it. You said this two weeks ago. You kind of flopped on it. Now it's time to really just hold in tight. Hold in there, especially if your quarterback's going to say he doesn't mind drop passes and bad blocks. Well, yeah, especially especially if they're saying that and that's true. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And on top of that, these guys are going out and making an effort. They are going out and they're practicing and they're doing the right things and they're studying yep. and they're, they're making efforts to move forward and to, and to be a part of this team. Um, but Casey, it, it's something along those lines. I think that they do need to get the tight ends more involved in multiple ways and agree with everything you said, but something that we're missing from the offense this season um, are some bigger plays, some explosive mm -hmm. plays. Uh, we're not seeing, you know, we've barely seen Julio Jones all season. And I talked preseason about how he, I was so excited for him mm -hmm. because he's the guy that can go out there and make those explosive plays. He's so fast. You expect him to get down the field. You expect him to do these things. And it's not just one thing. It's not just, oh, well, Julio Jones isn't here. And so they can't go down the field. Mm -hmm. It's 
Brady doesn't have the same amount of pass protection. He doesn't have the time to let the guys get downfield. That's a miss. Some of the guys, you know, in coverage, you know, like Mike Evans, some of the times, like the plays that they're calling, like he's just in too much coverage. Like it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Again, like Julio Jones is like, there's not these explosive plays and it's multiple reasons why it's the O-line, it's the play calling, it's the, it's the personnel. All of these things are amounting to the lack of explosive plays that we're seeing from this team. The Bucks yeah. have had more third down plays than any other team in the NFL this season. Why? They're not moving the ball. They're not moving the ball on first and second down. They're not doing what they used to do. They're not scoring the same amount of points. The last three or four seasons, they've had record high. They've put up record high points per season. Mm -hmm. They were scoring like 30 points a game last season. This season, they're averaging like 18. That's so gross. Significant drop off. (laughs) And why is it such a significant drop off is because – there's no, there's no explosive plays. There's mm-hmm. no one in there who are making these big, crazy runs or these big down the field plays. That is not happening. Mm-hmm. And I think as we look to the Bucks season, one of my treasure takeaways is you have to, I'm not at, you don't have to have 10 a game, but you need to have two or three. Yeah. You need to be able to make explosive plays when it matters, when the the going gets tough, you need to be able to move the ball down the field. And we have not seen consistency in that this season. And that is something that has to change, whether it's the O-line getting a little bit more pass protection and, and, and having another guy, you know, step in and, and defend and block, put KDOT in there and, and have him help block for Tom Brady, give him a little bit more time. It's also about the route running and what you're doing and who's in there, the personnel who are lined up on the outside and what they're doing, mm-hmm. the personnel that you're facing in the secondary, what they're doing. You have to consider all of those things whenever you're thinking about some of these explosive plays. And again, I'm not asking for 10 a game, but you need to have more than what you've had so far this season to really really be successful and make a deep run into the playoffs. You have to be able to have consistency and moving the ball Mm -hmm. down the field. And you can't always rely on third downs because you're putting yourselves in such a bad position. Third down, third down management has not been great so far this season. And you just don't want to continue to put yourself in that position, having to, to make a dramatic play on third down. Do something bigger in the first or second down. Try out some new plays. Experiment. Back Try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, give Brady some time. Get him some better pass protection. And then throw in a, a, a Scotty Miller. He looked good last week. Throw in a Julio Jones. Throw in Mike Abbott. Like, let's see something happen mm-hmm. in some of these wideouts. And and a little bit more pass protection from Tom Brady. Let's get an explosive play or two or three each game. I really think that is something that is going to be able to propel this team forward 
uh, along with the win. Um, and, and Casey, that leads me to my final point, which is I think this win is confidence boosting for this team mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I think that there were a lot of mental barriers that this team was experiencing, not physical barriers. They were all mental. I mean, look at what Tom Brady said about the effort. It's all mental. 100%. There were so many mental barriers for this team and this season. I think that hopefully getting this win has broken some of those barriers and they're able to move forward with hunger and confidence. Casey, do you agree? A hundred percent because it was almost, I mean, of course it's very obvious that that's the reaction that should happen, a sigh of relief, but you've just almost seen every player come back to life because they were able to pull off that win. We talked about the fact that Brady not only needed that, but I think it was a reminder of what he's capable of because he's been mentally bogged down by so much off the field. And while we can all sit here and talk about separating and carbomentalizing our professional lives and uh, our personal lives, it's not an easy task by no means. Um, And the bigger of a figure that you are in the public eye, it's almost impossible. I would assume I, I would, I would safely assume that, um, there are a few people that my mom and I, that I had the pleasure to grow up around and they would talk to us and teach us about the fact that when you get a personal moment, but you're constantly being reminded of professional failures and vice versa, you can't separate the two. There's no division there. There's no distinct line. Um, and you have to go to such lengths to tune out the noise so to be in the middle of a season, to have the off the off field things that are going on in the prime of, you know, getting a team together, leading a team, being so heavily relied on by young guys and vets and coaches and this and that, there's no distinct separation there. So all that to say that I think, you know, not that Tom Brady lacks confidence by any means, but I think that there was just a lot of question marks and was it worth coming back? Should I have come back? Can I still do this? Then he has the shoulder, you know, thing that's a little irritating. Then you have the finger that's a little irritating. Then you've got these, you know, number of overthrows that aren't exactly characteristic for you. So I think that there was a level of self-doubt that was building up in Brady that he'll never speak on, or maybe when he's 50, um, that he got past by having that two minute drill. This guy's been known to make such comebacks. You never count Tom Brady out. This is what he does in his sleep. He makes it look easy. Um, And so to have that opportunity in a game that was quite frankly, terrible still, I think he was able to be like, okay, yeah, I belong here. I can still do this. I am still going to do this. And I think that as we've talked about, it always starts from the head. If Tom Brady can take a sigh of relief and walk with a chip on his shoulder, then, you know, the receivers can walk away with a sigh of relief and a chip on their shoulder and the offensive line. And it's just a ripple effect throughout this entire team. And then of course, defense coming up so big and redeeming themselves and showing, Hey, this isn't just a talented roster on paper, but we can actually translate that to the field. I think that the hunger is back because that win happened in the fashion of that win. I think that there was a lot of humility to the fashion of that win, pulling off a a game winning touchdown. And, you know, a lot of people thought it was done after they didn't get it done on their second to last offensive uh, possession there. Most people thought it was done. Fans were leaving. 
Rams get the ball back. Defense shuts it down. These guys have under two minutes to make magic happen. I think it was one minute and 37 seconds is where the clock started. Actually, no, it was 57 seconds because the clock kept going and I'm panicking about to pass out in the press box. I'm like, wait, doesn't the clock have to stop yet? Um, 57 seconds once they got possession again and you bring it home. That adrenaline rush, that this is only what champions can kind of do mentality. Mm-hmm. I think it skyrocketed every player's confidence on that team and reminded them, yeah, we are capable of this. There's been plenty of games in the past three years that we've been counted out of and we've showed up and we've made the right call or we never, you know, counted ourselves out. We came together as a team. I just love the fact that Kate Otten could not stop referring to the team and the post-game press conference. Like, you're the star right now, kid. You made it happen, but it was team. It was team. It was team. We came together. We didn't give up. We kept striving. We kept fighting. And I think that 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 brought them back together. And then you see Tom Brady defending Devin White on social media, which I don't care who's right or wrong. You want to see camaraderie out of these guys. You Mm want to see that that brotherhood that they talk about. It doesn't you don't want talk to be cheap in those categories. So when Tom posts those things about his team, you want it to feel real and authentic. It felt a little forced at first. Now it feels like, okay, they're getting back on track. They're getting back on the same page here. They're falling back into we are one versus all individuals that are doing whatever. And I think that this is not only the confidence booster that they needed, but I think the form and the fashion in which they want it is how it had to happen. It just feels right. Um, and it, they have a huge opportunity here with the next team that they're gonna that they're gonna face off with. So my biggest takeaway is Kate Otten earned his spot. Uh, guys showed up when they needed to. It was different names on the top of those statistical tallies at the end of the game. So you have a loaded roster of talent, and as long as people are you know seventy percent healthy because it's football, then you got to roll with it. Stop retracting on creativity and things that are different and feel uncomfortable. If there's time on the clock, there's time to be patient and let certain things play out properly. So that's my biggest takeaway. Be patient and be united. And whoever is properly calling the plays, Tom Brady, stick with it. And I'll yes. that. <laughs> whoever called the last drive, just whoever called the last drive, keep, going. Go with, keep going with it. I liked that drive. Okay, Casey, we ran through our treasure takeaways. There was a lot to go through and sort through as the team gets ready to head out to Germany and fans, Casey will also be in Germany. So be sure to follow at Jolly Rogers TDS for all the coverage from Germany as Casey travels with the team over there as they take on the Seahawks, which we will get into a little bit more of that matchup later this week. The podcast will come out on Friday. So be sure to download and subscribe to Jolly Rogers and touchdowns as we get that podcast going. 